Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Oz. It is Thursday, the 2nd of June. For those along the eastern seaboard, we are absolutely shivering through this start to winter. But I hope everybody is having a good week. We've got a lot to talk about today in the fast fashion space. The collapse of a big global brand has raised some questions about the industry. Plenty to come about that. But first, Zara, what is making news this morning? Other than how freezing cold it is, yesterday was a big day in New South Wales with affirmative consent laws coming into effect in the state. What this means basically is that consent must be actively sought and communicated through words or actions. We had the New South Wales Attorney General Mark Speakman saying in a statement, the consent reforms are not just about holding perpetrators to account, but changing social behaviour with clearer rules of engagement to drive down the rate of sexual assaults. Tune into this story if you are looking to buy your first home. Australia has recorded its first overall fall in house prices for the first time since September 2020. According to property research company CoreLogic, overall national house prices fell by only 0.1% in May, but it is still going down. The decline was led by Sydney, Melbourne and Canberra. Regional areas and other capital cities recorded an increase. Shanghai, China's most populated city, has partially eased its harsh lockdown after two full months. Some restrictions were relaxed at midnight on Tuesday night, including on public transport and retail. That all said, however, some restrictions do remain in place and China remains committed to its zero COVID policy. And today's good news, monarch butterflies have seen a resurgence in Mexico after being at risk for years. According to a new study from the World Wildlife Fund, the area occupied by eastern monarchs in Mexican forests grew 35% from December 2020 to the same month in 2021. Zara, there is nothing like a butterfly-themed good news to bring in your Thursday morning. Okay, so Sam, today we are talking fast fashion. That is because fast fashion giant Misguided is on the brink of collapse. On Tuesday, the company went into administration. Suppliers say they are owed millions of dollars. The company's website has been taken down and it's believed many workers have been let go. I guess a good starting point, Sam, is how did Misguided get here and what happens next in a situation like this? Well, why don't we go through what Misguided actually do? They're a UK-based fashion company. Most of their production facilities are still in the UK. And they were founded in 2009 by Nitan Passi. So like rival companies Boohoo and Shein, it's best known for fast fashion, which basically means very cheap clothing made very quickly en masse. Misguided have had their controversies over the years. In 2019, it marketed a one-pound bikini, that's about $1.76 here in Australia, on sale in the UK. That was said to encourage this idea of wearing something once and throwing it away. They also have faced a number of underpayment scandals over the last few years with calls that they're paying their factory workers very little and well under the legal limits. And they've been a big sponsor of Love Island, which has also gotten them in a bit of trouble from time to time. So a question that comes up a lot with these fast fashion companies is how much they're worth. And we don't have the exact figure for Misguided, but we do know that they turn over hundreds of millions of dollars worth of sales every year. But like many of these fast fashion operators, they have operated at a loss for several years. So they recorded a 
loss of 26 million pounds in 2018. And this was put down to the fact that the company wasn't clearing stock quickly enough, the idea that they were going too fast for their consumer. But like many online retailers, Misguided did pretty well during the pandemic because we all shopped from home. We all spent our money online. This all changed though by the end of 2021 when financial difficulties at the company really came to the surface. And there were reports around that the company was seeking millions of dollars in emergency funding just to keep their suppliers and their customers happy. These difficulties now are really, really at the forefront. Suppliers are complaining of outstanding payments and now the company has gone into administration. For anyone who is listening who isn't familiar with what administration means, can you just take us through what it means and what the implications are for when a company actually does enter administration? Well, I think the first thing to acknowledge, if you haven't heard of administration, congratulations, because it's not a very good place for a company to be. It's a legal status available to companies. They don't have to declare themselves in administration if they can't pay the money that they owe suppliers, investors, retailers, or customers. What happens when a company enters a period of administration is that they appoint a professional administrator. And this administrator essentially comes into the role of almost a CEO type of figure and they then control all the assets and there are companies that are built to just come in in these situations and be the voluntary administrators to sort out whether a company needs to be fully folded or liquidated or if it can be sold or revived. Importantly what this means is that owners relinquish control of the company and that in turn protects them from legal action by anyone they owe money to. So it's kind of, if you were to visualize it, it's the founders throwing their hands up in the air and saying, we're not sure how to save this business. We're going to hand it to the professional rescuers. If they can't do it, we know that in good faith, we really did try our best. So then it's up to the administrator and the administrator doesn't have to pay back all the debt, but they can do whatever steps they think are necessary to resolve the situation. They can shut down various arms of the company. They can make whole sections of the workforce redundant. And in this case, the administrators plan to sell the business and its assets. Now, the big problems are with selling the business is that you need a buyer. So they're looking for a buyer now. And the buyers that have been mentioned online, there's no kind of firm leader in this race but it seems to be Boohoo, another fast fashion giant. ASOS has been mentioned in some of these dealings, um, but otherwise, you know, a smattering of other retailers around the world. But retailers are pretty battered at the moment. There's a lot of economic pressures and I'm not sure how many of them are going to jump at the opportunity to buy a brand with, with so much debt attached to it. One thing to consider though in that discussion about buying misguided is that they could also just buy it and slap a different name on it and relaunch it as a different brand or just make it part of their own brand. So it can work in some cases. We'll have to wait and see whether someone jumps into the bargain bin to save misguided from disappearing altogether. Fast fashion is clearly a really, really interesting topic and something that's coming up more and more in the news. What's next for the industry, for the fast fashion industry, if you can call it that? Well, I think this goes to the question of what went wrong for misguided. I think customers, and we see this when we talk to the Daily Oz audience, they're moving towards clothing brands that preference sustainability and ethics. We're seeing a big shift in the way that we're using our money to express our decisions about the climate and our political views as well. The ethics of the business model 
of fast fashion is concerning. A UK government report in 2018 wrote about excessive waste attached to misguided and shocking labor conditions in the fast fashion industry that come from selling the products at such low prices. The committee was shocked by how government auditors were treated when they visited misguided's UK factories. They said in the report, if this is how factory owners treat potential customers, we dread to think of the conditions endured by their workers. That is a pretty damning report. This report wasn't just about misguided. It was about 16 retailers who had a range of sustainability and labor ethics issues. Misguided was, though, one of the worst performers, and they only took action after the report on three of the 13 metrics. In terms of the future of fast fashion, these growing concerns about sustainability are putting big pressure on this industry. Actually, in March this year, the European Commission announced a proposal to end fast fashion altogether in the European Union by 2030. This proposal would introduce eco-friendly design requirements for clothes and measures to improve reuse, repair, and recycling. And they want to see the entire industry gone in the next eight years. So if the European Union adopts that proposal, it's fair to say the future of fast fashion and misguided is not particularly bright. It'll definitely be interesting to see whether other fast fashion brands end up following this same trajectory as misguided. I mean, Shein certainly seems to be going from strength to strength, but at some point it does appear that consumers will turn away from this fast fashion whether or not that happens sooner rather than later remains to be seen but definitely something that we are keeping a keen eye on that is all we have time for today however thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of the daily oz if you want to keep up to date on what is happening throughout the day follow us on instagram at the daily oz it's where over 360,000 aussies get their news every day and we would love to have you over there have a brilliant thursday